Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here and welcome back to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. If you haven't had a chance to go back to uh, episode one, I would encourage you to go back to episode one, tell us a little bit about who I am, why you should be here, who I'm, you know, who I'm talking to, uh, you know, the, uh, the older runner that uh, you know is looking to stay in shape wants to continue to race or can just continue to run this will cover cover lots and lots of topics Um, my background as a physical therapist and as a runner and and uh, and a whole host of other things to kind of give you a nice introduction Uh, so if you haven't done that already I encourage you to check that out if you've been here before welcome back thanks for listening always Share this with your friends, your family, your training partners, and uh, you know if you've got questions, you can send those back to me, Brian B R I A N at Company Five K. That's the number five K dot com, and I'll be happy to answer those questions for you just as quick as possible. So uh, I do get lots of those emails. I, I I love them, so keep sending those in. And uh, you know even if you've just got some ideas for what we can talk about, uh, you know on here, I'd be happy to listen. So today I want to talk to you about blisters, what they are, how they can be prevented, um, you know, and uh, uh, the reason being is that I think a lot of people are still dealing with this, uh, you know, it seems strange that, uh, you know, in 2019 that we're still talking about blisters, you'd think that we'd have this uh, all figured out by now, but as runners, unfortunately, uh, as you know, there's, uh, there's always something, whether it's the shoe that's not fitting properly, the, uh, the gear, um, you know, changing in our, uh, you know, in our patterns, of activity, whether it's uh, we raced a, a distance that we haven't raced before, or we, we're trying to do too much with uh, with too little, um, you know, whatever that may be. But blisters, uh, blisters are a part of training. It, it happens. Uh, they they don't always happen. They don't have to happen, but unfortunately, they do happen. So. Typically, when we think about blisters, uh, we think about the areas that will, will typically blister. Uh, I usually see them on the toes, so whether you know in between the toe space uh, or on the bottom of the toes, if you're getting too much friction underneath the shoe, uh, or also around the uh, the heel, if uh, if we've got some friction on the back of the heel, that uh, that's usually where we'll, we'll see some other blisters here. But uh, you know, again, um, they don't always have to happen there. They can be in other places as well. You'll see usually a uh, a white kind of lump and uh, that white lump is usually the uh, the blistered sac where the fluid, the serous fluid as we call it, uh, it's just, just this watery fluid kind of collects in there and that's due to the friction underneath the surface of the skin and, uh, and causes this fluid to come into those layers. If it goes too long, you'll typically see this purple, that's where we get blood flow. So it's the serosanguis or serosanguinous fluid that comes in there, that's where we actually get the blood and this kind of, um, this watery fluid in there as well. Uh, those are usually the ones that hurt. Uh, those are usually the ones that really hurt you the most, and you and uh, and you're more than likely to want to pop those blood blisters, as we call them. Um, you know, I always encourage people to to be really cautious if you're going to pop them. You know, try and do it under a sterile environment. So even if you have to heat that needle up, uh, you know, make sure that you've got a clean, uh, you know, kind of needle. Don't just you know take a sewing needle or a safety pin from your race bib, uh, you know, and pop that sucker. You know, make sure you've got that heated up at least. Uh, you know, if if you can do it. Uh, um, you know, you want to go see your physician, that's great, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you, you can't just be aware that there is room for infection. So you typically, once you pop that thing, you want to usually have some sort of neosporin or an antibacterial, 
with it and then cover that up. Just make sure that for the next day or two it, it's covered. But how can we prevent them? Well, first of all, you know, the, uh, the footwear, whether it's the socks and the shoes, are usually the biggest culprit. Uh, Injinji is a, is a brand. It's I-N-J-I-N-J-I. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Is a, is a brand of socks that actually has the toes, so they're toe socks essentially, uh, which don't allow the, the skin to rub together. And lots of folks love these things. They're a little bit more pricey uh, than even your Thorlows or uh, some of the other running socks out there. But if the price you pay is, uh, is reduced injuries and reduced blisters, then you go, you know, they're, they're probably worth the price. Um, you know, again, you've got to come up with that decision on your own, whether or not you feel that the, uh, the price is worth it. But, uh, for about 18 bucks a pair, you can, uh, you know, you can get the toe socks, uh, you know, also making sure that your toes have enough room in the toe box of the shoe, so the front of the shoe. You always want to make sure that there's at least a half an inch or or, or more. We've talked about the lacing strategy that, uh, uh, and I can include that in the show notes as well. But uh, you know, making sure that you've got a heel lock on the top part of the shoe, so that uh, you know your foot's not sliding back and forth in the shoes. That again is a is a big one. Um, you know, typically we we see a lot of folks that you will know, lose toenails and such. Uh, because of the foot, you know, sliding around into and hitting that the uh, the edge of the shoe. Well, blisters can happen the same way um, to a lesser extent, so it doesn't even have to be you know jamming your toe into the uh, into the front of the shoe or the bottom of the shoe. It can just be rubbing against the uh, the skin itself, skin on skin. Um, so that's where you know if you're not going to go with the the toe socks, then uh, you know either putting like a baby powder or an anti-chafing powder. Um, you know whether it's like a gold bonds or a uh, um, you know an antifungal if you're prone to some sort of uh, you know uh, toe fungus um, you know athlete's foot kind of deal you can do that they also make uh, you know some silicone kind of uh, lubricants that you can put on that uh, again will uh, you know kind of keep the friction down from between the toes. I like these in those adventure races. You know if you're going to be doing multiple stage races and, and things, uh, I like the the powders and the the, uh, um, the lubricants. That way you can keep just reapplying them. Uh, the socks, you know, it's it's not always easy to carry you know a bunch of different socks. Although I do recommend that you change the socks between each as well if you are doing things like Ragnar and uh, you know and some of the other stage races. Um, but, you know, in the long run, uh, just, you know, having the ability to reapply something is, is, uh, is something also that, that works really well. Um, you can use the KT blister prevention tape. That's a new one that, uh, that's kind of being used and, and we're seeing some pretty good results. Um, sometimes I don't like be putting that between the toes. So, you know, if it's at the back of the heel uh, or if you've got a blister on the side of the foot, I think that works really, really well. I think the tapes in between the toes is a little rough. Um, I think that causes more problems. I, you know, quite oftentimes what I've seen is that people change the way they run their, their running gait because they're trying to keep the tape from sliding in between the toes. So I don't necessarily recommend that going between the toes, but, uh, but if you've got, you know, the ability to wrap it around the toe or something like that, that may work out as well. Um, you know, again, you just, you got to figure out what's going on, you know, and, and, and what you need. Uh, quite oftentimes this is after a race already that you've developed this. So we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, necessarily changing things on race day, which I never recommend, but 
the uh, you know it may or may not come into play with you know after uh, after a race where you're now trying to continue on with your training runs so again just be mindful of that uh, that you know it may change the, the running pattern if you start putting things in between the toes uh, what else? I think, um, you know, once, the, as we talked about, once you've gotten a blister, uh, then it's, you know, how do we just kind of take care of that? We've already addressed that. So if we can always prevent them in the first place. So, so things like also not wearing new footwear for day of race. Okay. Always make sure you've changed, uh, you know, your shoes well in advance. If you are racing, make sure that you've got them, you know, comfortable with that, that the foot feels good in the shoe. Uh, I can't tell you how many times people have said, well, it felt all right in the, uh, the running store. So I bought them anyway. I like the color or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, and, and they get home hoping that the shoe will feel better. Um, don't ever do that. I mean, gosh, it's just just the worst thing you could possibly do. So always buy shoes based on comfort. If they feel comfortable in the store, they're going to feel you know that good later. If they don't, uh, then they're not going to feel good at all, right? I I, I remember getting a pair of uh, of Adidas uh, a long time ago, and they felt all right. And I was looking for really the inability to change the shoes. I was running quite a bit of mileage, and, and I was looking for a morning shoe and an afternoon shoe. Um, and I remember putting the, a pair of Adidas on and, and they, they felt, they felt solid, right? But they weren't comfortable. Um, you know, they felt like, okay, I, they, they were lightweight. I liked the colors, you know, they, they felt like my foot would, would be all right. Uh, and what I ended up doing was about a week into it and, and putting about, uh, almost 50 miles on those shoes just in the afternoon runs and, you know, on top of another probably 40 in the morning. Um, my foot just started just killing me it's just the shoe didn't feel comfortable anymore um, it was just awful um, thankfully I knew the running store owner he was willing to take them back and kind of exchange them for for another pair and, uh, and I guess that's what happens when you buy you know a new pair of running shoes every six weeks because uh, you're tearing through them so that, uh, that there is a benefit of that high mileage um, you know your running shoe store owner gets to know you pretty well but downside of it is again I expected that it would feel comfortable and it didn't, right? So just don't leave the store without making sure that the shoes feel comfortable. So, um, you know, that's the other case there. So if you're changing your shoes before a big race, uh, you know, make sure you give yourself plenty of time. Because unfortunately, if you just go into something and you're saying, well, I, I want a new pair of shoes for a marathon uh, because I know my old pair is dead and, and, and I want to have them, uh, you know, get them a week or two before. Don't just buy them the day before and then hop in. I, I, again, I think you're going to end up, you know, with more, uh, you know, incidents of blisters and the such. Uh, also making sure that they're the right size, that don't, you know, don't buy, uh, you know, this is not the time to be like, well, they only have a size 10 and a half. I, I wear 11s and I need a new pair of shoes. Um, you know, see if they order a new pair or, or, or wait, um, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, typically running shoe stores can get the, the shoes in within, a, you know, a couple of days. And so it, it's probably best just to wait. I know it's a pain in the tail sometimes because you're down there already. You want the shoes. It's Saturday. You won't be able to get down there, you know, midweek. But, um, you know, you're always better off waiting. Don't just buy a pair of shoes that are, you know, a size or half a size too big or too small. Um, 
But I think that's it. I think that's it on blisters. If you've got questions, again, send them to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k.com. It's the number 5k.com. Be happy to get back to you. Uh, you know, I think if you take care of your feet, that's, you know, usually, uh, you know, most runners don't have the best-looking feet. We're never going to be, uh, you know, foot models uh, between toenails and blisters and, and all sorts of things. Uh, I can tell you that I've lost quite a few toenails. I've, I've got no toenail on, uh, on two of my toes. Um, I've got uh, some other stuff going on between blisters and just bad looking feet, but that's the price we pay for, uh, for what we do. So um, if I can be of benefit to you to keep those toenails and keep those feet, that, uh, that's my goal. So well, without uh, further ado, that is it for today. And until next time, we'll see you again. This is Brian Boyle with Run Painless, Run Ageless. Take care. Have a great day.